Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, everyone. Michael Anthony here. Van Halen, Chickenfoot, Sammy in the Circle. But anyway, you're listening to the only podcast that is dedicated to breaking down the entire Van Halen catalog one track at a time. And the podcast will rock. Ow! Hello, baby! Hey, welcome back, all you rockers, rockets, and everything in between for joining us for a new edition of And The Podcast Will Rock. Welcome back. Lovely to have you. If it's your first time joining us on this uh, podcast, well, hello. And what we do here is we dive into the catalog and discography of one of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time, Van Halen. And we do it one track at a time. I am your co-host, Mark Kamire. With me, as always, Corey Morissette. Corey, is it beginning to get a little chilly up there? <laughs> uh, chilly? It was uh, 34 degrees Celsius today, uh, which is definitely not chilly. It's nowhere near the heat wave they're getting uh, in the southern states right now. Like, I can't even imagine. Are you over 100 degrees yet there, Mark? Yeah, but then uh, we've been getting a lot of rain, and that's sort of been the saving grace because it's uh, it makes that humidity go away. That's the problem where I where I'm at. It's not so much the straight up heat; it's the humidity. When you have a hundred degree weather on top of humidity that swelters, uh, and it feels like it's 110 plus. Uh, that's Fahrenheit, mind you. Uh, that that that's when things get tricky. That's when things get miserable. Um, but luckily we've had a lot of rain to accompany it. So the humidity has not been bad. However, when it's hot, it's hot. Yeah. I just looked it up. 34 Celsius is 93 Fahrenheit. So that's still hot. That's still pretty yeah. hot. So, well, there you go. It's no, uh, no, no blizzard in your immediate future. Uh, no, I'm not complaining at all. Please, please <laughs> weather gods. I'm not complaining. I'm happy there with 34. Is. That's all good. 
He's happy with it. So leave him be. Leave the entire uh, province of Saskatchewan alone, weather wizard. Anywho, uh, but that's not why they tune in. Corey, they don't tune no? in for the weather reports. Even though we oh. do give them weather reports, they tune in <laughs> for the Van Halen talk. And uh, it's just you and I tonight, man. No, uh, yeah. no guests. Uh, everybody who's, uh, you know, I guess I'll just assume everyone's busy. Everyone's taking time. And Corey and I, the show must go on. So you get uh, just the solo uh, of the pair of us, if that's indeed solo at all. But uh, hello to our lurkers in the chat. Uh, if you are on on our Patreon, that's right. We have a Patreon. I've mentioned it several times, and I'm going to keep mentioning it. You can uh, be a lurker, which means you can actually watch the recording process. So all the things you guys are listening to once the podcast goes out, you're not privy to the to the mess ups, the uh, over ad libs, or just the just sometimes we fuck up. Let me just say, sometimes we fuck up. <laughs> and if you want to be privy to those fuck ups, join the Patreon, and you can be a lurker in the chat. Like we've got uh, we've got a few people in there. So welcome to you lurkers. And uh, for those of you not a lurker, join the Patreon. Be a lurker. We don't mind. No, we'd miss you when you're not here. Uh, we currently have Kevin, Tom, and Josh, I believe, uh, in the chat, helping us celebrate episode 91 of the old show here tonight. We're not going to have Scott Manifesto Monroe, though. Uh, he's off enjoying uh, a concert tonight. He's watching Extreme and Living Color. So uh, I'm a little bit jealous. <laughs> Uh, no apologies to Gary necessary. He's going to go get a, a good eye full of extreme and living color. That's what a twofer. Um, Corey, I'm just going to address something that uh, has been on my mind for a whole week, and that's because it's been brought to my attention several times. Uh, last week, we went over the song As Is uh, from the album A Different Kind of Truth. And I know it's from A Different Kind of Truth. Uh, as I was making the social media posts, it was all there. However, apparently, uh, and I haven't gone back to listen to the episode, but apparently I kept saying this album was coming from, or the, the song came from the album Women and Children First. That's obviously a mistake on my part, but I, I apparently did it so many times that a lot of people had to bring it up. So to you, the listener, who I'm sure uh, if you managed to survive beating your own head against the wall listening to my fuck-ups... I apologize to you. Uh, it's not never my intention to cause any sort of brain injury, self-inflicted or otherwise. You know, it's, it's never my intention. So um, stop beating your head against the wall. Uh, if you're listening to that episode or if you had listened to it, don't do that. I, un I acknowledge my mistake. So I just wanted to bring that to, uh, to everyone's attention because, look, I'm not an expert. I'm not a rock historian. I am not even a podcasting professional, whatever the hell that means. I'm just simply a dude talking into a microphone. And sometimes the microphone picks up my fuck ups. So there you go. Um, you know, and, you know, and Corey's not perfect either. So Corey's usually pretty good about uh, uh, being uh, in the extraordinary producer he is. But even sometimes little things slip through the cracks. So don't be mad at Corey. Be mad at me for having the fuck ups in general. OK, so to all of you who are so bothered by that, I apologize. Obviously, the track as is comes from a different kind of truth. Are we good? Everybody good? It's all good. Uh, no, no you I'm said not you're expert. not an expert. Everybody drink. Everybody drink. I'm not an expert. Mm. there you go maybe that that explains why i kept fucking up the album title uh, <laughs> just a dude talking to a microphone uh asking you to love me yes essentially that's isn't that why we all why we do this uh to spread the love of uh the thing we're talking about and then also to receive 
that love as well because we're empty. We're empty people, these we podcasters, <laughs> except for Corey, because Corey is just the devourer of podcasting worlds, <laughs> and you're all going to be part of the CMPU before long. I'm the Unicron uh, of the podcasting universe. I just oh, watched Transformers, <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> that's Rise why i knew beast. that reference that's right yep that's why i knew that reference but i gotta apologize to you because normally I, I try and catch that stuff but a uh, little peek behind the curtain uh if i don't notice it when we're recording it and i'm going to edit the next day i kind of just shuttle through really fast and just take out like any big pauses or any fuck ups i remember the night before but i didn't recall you calling uh, as is from women and children first so i just kind of uh, let it be and i let it slide and i'm sorry for that I, i'll do much better uh, to catch that when we cover uh, tonight's song uh, pound cake from the album uh, van halen 2 woohoo from van halen 2 classic sammy <laughs> agar from van halen 2 it wasn't good enough the first time they made it better the second time that's right, that's right. Uh, oh wait sammy's not in van halen 2. Oh, whoop, my bad we're not experts Ooh. you guys drink again drink oh boy here we go i'm gonna get drunk tonight. This <laughs> is great. oh there you go tom Just says us, make man. the Just sally us. field uh tom goes i'd make the sally field you love me reference but i'm not sure anyone's gonna get it i'm old i totally get it i get it um i love that tom wrote you loke me instead of love but we understood what you meant so well, and just like Kevin Brown put just a dude talking into a microphone. So mock. see, even even the amazing Kevin Brown is prone to the odd mistake too. See, you see that you guys just uh, it happens. Don't you want more real, authentic, raw podcasting rather than uh, overly produced? See, we're we're not about that. If you want overly yeah. produced, go listen to you know a true crime podcast or some bullshit like that. I don't know. You come here for Van Halen talk by non-experts who uh, just like listening to music and talking about it. So there you go. Um, Kevin it, it, says, "Like go to yeah, it's, it's an English, an English thing." thing. But, you know, it's like going to see a band and watching them mime to tracks like Cardi B lip syncing oh. an entire concert, and then throwing a microphone at somebody like uh, <laughs> y you want your rock and roll to be a little imperfect, don't you? Yeah, uh, not that imperfect, but yeah, imperfect. That's for <laughs> sure. You like at least try, you know, if you're having a bad vocal day, at least try. But hey, what are you going to do? Uh, speaking of uh, stage performances and everything like that, we know uh, Wolfie is, uh, he's hes gearing up, he's got Mammoth uh, ready to roll. What else is going on in the world of Van Halen news? Well, I tell you what, that's the big one right now because Wolfie, as you mentioned, uh, Mammoth uh, 2 comes out this Friday as we're recording this. So as the show drops, ah. the album is going to drop. Uh, so he's doing kind of the, the media cycle right now. Uh, so there's a couple of good uh, interview quotes uh, from Wolfie. Uh, one is on the possibility of his uncle Alex playing live again. Uh, the interviewer in that question saw the Instagram post we all saw with uh, Alex and his drum kit saying, you know, does, does Alex still play? And if so, uh, can anyone expect anything? And, and Wolfgang's like, I think it's a lot like him. He doesn't really want to play Van Halen stuff without his dad. And I imagine it's the same for Alex doesn't really want to play Van Halen stuff without Eddie, which is completely understandable. Um, so he kind of, you know, cause a lot of people read into that picture as we did too. I think we're on a live show talking about it. Like, Oh, Alex is tweeting pictures of his drums. Something going right. to happen. And like, yeah. no, maybe he just really likes his kit and there's nothing wrong with that. So wouldn't hold your breath on that one. And also uh, they asked him uh, about, you know, performing Van Halen songs at the Taylor Hawkins tribute. And he talked about why he picked those two songs, how he thought his dad would have been pretty proud of that. And then the question kind of came around to, okay, there's a whole vault of unreleased Van Halen material. Uh, when are you out, you and Al going to kind of get down and, and check that out? And he said, you know what? Uh, it was in the vault for a reason. 
he kind of gave the impression that Eddie released everything he wanted released. So if anything came out, uh, it would be quite a while. So don't hold your breath on that mm-hmm. one either. So I uh, did just, you know, kind of putting out the fire a little bit, which I totally get. Like, you know, Prince had enough stuff in his vault for like three more lifetimes worth of releases. He could release an album right. every, every six months, right, and, and be good. But uh, Eddie Van Halen, of course, had a ton of stuff in his vault. But, you know, it was there for a reason. A lot of it unfinished, you know, just ideas or stuff he didn't think was good enough. So uh, if uh, Wolfgang and Alex ever get into the vault and kind of uh, put something together posthumously, obviously fans are going to love it. Uh, we're all going to eat it up. But if it doesn't happen, you know, you gotta gotta respect that fact too. And if Alex never plays Van Halen stuff live again, dude, I totally get it. I don't know if I would want to either if my brother was a virtuoso on the guitar. Not to mention, it's just, uh, at this point, what does Alex have left to prove? Nothing, nothing at all. He's He's literally Alex Van Halen, the other half of the band Van Halen. Make no mistake about it, you guys. We've probably talked about it before, but it bears repeating. Just because they had various lineup changes throughout the years, and you can say that, well, definitive Van Halen is is this era, or, or you say like, well, actually more like this era. No, definitive Van Halen is simply the Van Halen brothers. That's definitive Van Halen. It always has been and it always will be. Uh, and that's no shade to any of the past members. It's no shade to Wolfie himself. It's just Van Halen was literally started and uh, should be finished by uh, the Van Halen brothers themselves. And since... Uh, Eddie is no longer with us. Sadly, it's it's all left to Alex. And if Alex doesn't want to do that anymore because the other half is gone, he's earned that right. He's got nothing to prove. We all know we're doing this podcast because of it. Okay, like the legacy is cemented in, uh, you know, rock and roll stone and metal and whatever you want to call it. It's just it's engraved. So I say if if that's if that's the way Alex wants to do it and he just doesn't feel like playing another Van Halen song ever again for the remainder of his years he has earned that right let's respect it so there you have it yep now uh i'll just one more thing on the van halen news desk and that's a link to wolfie's new video a song called i'm I'm all right which uh, i don't know if you heard it mark but it's it's pretty pretty killer it's maybe my new favorite track from that record it's it's great video is cool and his mom valerie bertinelli makes an appearance in it as well so oh that's cool Yep. Well, good stuff. So everyone be on uh, be on the lookout for that for upcoming Mammoth. It is well on its way. We've been kind of semi-tracking it, documenting uh, his progress with it. And uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm kind of waiting for all of it to drop before I really dive into it, but I'm excited. Um, and there you go. If there's no other uh, real Van Halen news, what do you say we move on over to the polls from last week? The Let's poll. Your, it was interesting one, I tell you. It, it was interesting. Uh, didn't... Uh, I might have made a guess on how uh, the poll, the results were going to go last week, but I can't remember what it was, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't going to be what I thought. So as mentioned before, the song as is from a different kind of truth. Uh, We went over that last week and a uh, kind of a whopping 89% what dreams are made of versus an 11% the dream is over. Um, I'm not surprised. I, I knew that as is would probably get the majority thumbs up. Um, I I guess I'm kind of maybe expected this one to be higher, but you know, 89% is still pretty good. Uh, what did you think? Well, at 89% is the uh, highest ranking on that album uh, from our. Ah, okay. Well, there you go. Yep. Uh, eclipsing uh, Stay Frosty, which was the leader for the longest time at 82.5%. Only three songs uh, from this album currently 
uh, 80% or higher. Uh, she's the woman, stay frosty and as is. So um, I'm not really shocked because a lot of people, when they're talking about a different kind of truth, they mention <laughs> as is as being uh, their favorite track. And it's probably my favorite track on that record too. And uh, it did very, very well in the poll. I do. I do recall uh, a lot of people mentioning kind of just w- looking in passing people mentioning this one was probably their favorite from the album. So what do you say we take oh. a look at uh, what they are saying here? And, and, and I got to correct myself. Uh, there was a fourth oh. uh, track on that record uh, that was over 80 percent blood and fire. 81 points. Oh, yes, of course. Well, there you go. Um, but, but you so voted far, no on Mark. Yeah, I, I did vote no on that one. Um I can't even remember how that one goes and why I voted no. I'll have to re go back and revisit that little that little ditty of an episode. Uh, I might change my mind, but as as it stands right now, nah. But uh, let's see. Going to the uh, the Twitter feed on the poll, I'm going to read out uh, some tweets from our patrons because if you want your tweet guaranteed read on the show, join that Patreon that I mentioned earlier. We've got a tier for you. I guarantee it. And if we don't, we'll make it. Let us know what we can do. So just going through the list right here, and I will read off the uh, the Twitter, uh, P- or the, I'm sorry, the Patreon people here in just a bit, but just to give you an idea, from Sean Geek and Fast Fret Podcast, that's our friend Sean McGinnity, he says, damn, finished the episode too late, finally caught up from the trip. He's been on a trip. Uh, forgot about this song and cursed myself for it. This is simply great, absolutely great. There you go. No explanation needed. He just uh, really, really loved that song. So you you were not late. In fact, Sean, you you just made it. So there you go. Uh, unless he's talking about the, the poll was uh, closed before he could vote on it. But we'll just assume you are part of the 89%, sir. All right, moving on. Our buddy Ryan Powell says, a shape-shifting barn burner that shouldn't work with no fewer than four abrupt style changes, yet it somehow becomes greater than the sum of its parts. Heavy, plotting start with great toms, uh, an up-tempo swing rocker, a bluesy ZZ Top-esque interlude, killer solo, as is, has it all. I uh, I don't disagree with that sentiment whatsoever. That's uh, very, very well put. Um, I guess I never noticed the uh, four abrupt style changes. Uh, I do remember that it does change dramatically, but like four times. I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to have to revisit that as well. But a good catch on you there, Ryan. Uh, Our buddy Kevin Brown, who's one of our lurkers right now, he says, thunderously heavy intro dripping in Ed sauce. (laughs) Bluesy (laughs) as hell. Gotta say that the lyrics definitely work for me in a big way. Throw away? Sure. But they're rhythmically spot on. Uh, It's a real shame that Dave's voice was gone by this point. It sounds soupy to me he says uh soupy yeah he goes on to say maybe it's an artifact of autotune but the little spoken uh uh interstitials are great i think that's how you say that word you're using big words kevin i can't read them uh but he says i still find this really bass forward to the point that the riff is slightly buried uh killer straight ahead tapping solo then that great breakdown into the clean tone boogie turnaround mix aside this is grade a van halen hashtag what dreams are made of um so he kind of had a little mini festo of his own um if you care to elaborate more on that, Kevin, please feel free in the chat because, uh, yeah, we want to get to the bottom of your uh, description of soupy. Tom Armbruster says clam chowder. <laughs> so That would be uh, soupy. Uh, yeah, yeah. So explain yourself there, Kevin, in the chat. 
Uh, Scott Monroe says, if this song were an X-Men character, it would be Mystique because it morphs four or five different times into unique musical skins, all of which are badass in their own way. I agree with all of your observations, but also want to plug Wolf's subtle backing shouts on the sort of chorus. Um, he does do. Yeah, he, that's that is a good point. Wolfgang's uh, background vocals he's got going on. But uh, Scott goes on to say, I also get Power Ranger vibes from the solo, Mark. So you're not alone there. I did mention that uh, the outro fade is otherworldly and beautiful. A perfect segue into the alien on acid intro of <laughs> Honey Baby Sweetie Doll. Hashtag what dreams are made of. Oh, God, I completely forgot about that one. But uh, you're not wrong. You're absolutely not wrong. So thank you, Scott, for that. And thank you for agreeing with me. And uh, I was I was a little worried where you were going with that analogy because Mystique is not my favorite X Men character. As a matter of fact, uh, the movies have uh, ensured that I hope to never see her uh, in a, another piece of X Men media ever again. I'm so sick of Mystique. But in regards to your analogy, you're right. It works. So thank you for that. All right, moving on. Uh, Rave of Flav says, "I like it." And that's it. That's all he said. That's all you so, need to say. Hey, right on, Blave. I, I feel like he wanted to say more and just decided, nah. He's like, I like it. And that's all. That's it. There's, <laughs> there's nothing more needs to be said. So right on, Rave of Uh I like that tweet. Uh, our buddy Tarm Armbruster says, Dave, shut up. I want to hear the music. Hashtag what you, <laughs> you know? Love that um, one. Yeah. Pretty sure he is... Uh, making fun of me on that one so but uh, i appreciate it uh what is kevin saying <laughs> i can't think of another word soupy as in kind of thick and sludgy rather than clear and clean not sure if that makes any more sense you should have just said thick and slushy or sludgy not slushy <laughs> so that's different um but no that's i got you i got you now that's cool thank you for clarifying that kevin you're good people greg zito says the band is cooking on this track so I assume that's a that's a good thing for him. Or, uh, I assume he's part of the 89%. Um, but thank you, Greg. Jeff Brewer says, great song. Lyrics are a little goofy, but clever. Common with Dave. Uh, I think Ed should have been a little louder in the mix, but who am I to complain? It doesn't have my favorite solo, but this is the best all-around song on the album. My opinion, of course. Parentheses, but I'm right. Uh, he's a humble man, Jeff Brewer, but uh, <laughs> no, but I, I like your analysis, man. So, yeah, much appreciated. Yep. And I think that does it for the uh, the patrons on Twitter. I, I, so there you go. That's right. I, I saw one tweet on here that I, I wanted to call up because uh, sure. so the lovely lady Janice has been following us for quite a while. And she came oh, out with yeah. comments on every poll uh, and she, she wrote, uh, love it. You need to do something more. I love the podcast. And if she's listening, I just wonder, what more do we need to do? What, what What's that thing? I'm, I'm willing to, to go that extra mile for Janice. I'm just not sure <laughs> what it is. Let us know, Janice. We need to we need to know what we need to do more of, Janice. So let us know. The work is never done. Um, That's right. But we try. We try so hard. But uh, unless she's talking about uh, uh, what I had just talked about uh, uh, being, you know, we're not uh, we're not a polished up produced uh, podcast. We just we fly from the hip. We, we do it raw. And uh, Corey does the magic of editing for sure. But sometimes, you know, he's not going to overcorrect where there needs 
overcorrecting because that's just not authentic. So if that's what you're looking for, Janice, if you're looking for overcorrection and uh, overly produced we might not be the show for you. However, if you just enjoy two schlubs, uh, an occasional extra schlubs talking about Van Halen, then, hey, we're going to keep on doing what we do best. But uh, let us know exactly what you mean when uh, we should do more. Uh, if you're talking about the Patreon, well, hey, go to the become a Patreon and uh, we'll, we'll make that happen. Is she t- talking or, about a little something more by DLR? Uh, if you are, Janice, <laughs> yeah, the, the, the plan is once we burn through the last 33 Van Halen songs, uh, is, is having, uh, I, I didn't even know a little something more. I know a little ain't enough uh, is a DLR song. I didn't know he had a song called A Little Something More. Uh, but if he does, it'll be on the solo wheel, which we're going to be covering uh, in, you know, 34 <laughs> weeks or so. If that if that is what she's talking about, then, uh, I, oh, it's David Roth, different dude. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Kevin. Well, if and you, fuck if, Google. Even so, Janice, if you're talking about a, a specific uh, song title, then let us know so that we can correct, course correct after that little rant That's that right. just went on. But it's what we Oh, do. by it's the way, oh, uh, speaking of schlubs, uh, if you're hearing little bings uh, in the background on my feed, it's because I'm getting constant messages from one John Mariano, uh, who is oh, currently God. enjoying uh, the Loverboy Foreigner concert. Uh, in New York uh, tonight, so he he sent me a little snippet of the unofficial uh, Canadian national anthem "Turn Me Loose" uh, by Loverboy, and he just messaged me again uh, over twelve minutes of jukebox hero. So foreigners on the stage now, and John's having the time of his life. So good on you, John. First of all, that's the Canadian national anthem. Turn me loose. Well, you know, working loose. for the weekend. Working for the weekend, I think, is probably the unofficial Canadian uh, Canadian national anthem. But turn me loose would be a close second. Yeah. Huh. Here, I always thought it was uh, "Sunglasses at Night" by Corey Hart. But yeah. You know, oh, that's a good one too. Yeah. We got a lot of good um, music up here. We should do a podcast on Canadian music. You know, I've only got four podcasts. What do you say you want to start one just on Canadian <laughs> tunes? Well, as the non-Canadian who keeps getting drawn into Canadian chat, you know, it seems it seems on <laughs> brand. Also, how does he send you 14 minutes of Jukebox Hero? How does that happen? 14 minutes? It's a long version of Jukebox Hero, right? Like, that's not oh even their, their, it's not even their most popular song. No, but like 14 minutes of it. What? What? Did they? And also, uh, it, sorry, slight tangent because of Foreigner. Uh, who is singing for Foreigner right now? Oh, it's a, uh, God, I'm going to forget his name. I'm going to look it up so I don't get it wrong and people call me out. Yeah. Because mm. we know it's not the, unfortunately. Kelly Hansen. His... Kelly Hansen. I knew that. Oh, okay. 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 Mm. Yeah, oh, the, uh... Kevin Brown. That's the worst damn song. Sunglasses at night. You're going to walk into something dumbass. There you go. Yeah. It's not a smart thing. We don't recommend you walk around with your sunglasses at night, but. Look, don't mess around with a guy in shades. You know, <laughs> Things can go bad. That's all I'm saying. Very um, bad, yes. But yes, <laughs> Kelly Hansen is a great singer, and he's singing with Foreigner right now. Fair enough. Cool. That is just that was a legit question. I didn't know because I did not realize Foreigner was even going to go back on tour because you know reasons. Oh, it's, it, it, it's their farewell tour that I put in quotes because they could go out in two years again. Who knows? But uh, Josh <laughs> yeah. correctly points out fourteen minutes no longer feels like the first time, which is a better <laughs> song than Jukebox Hero. I feel like fourteen minutes. You're no longer a Jukebox Hero. You're more. You are uh, the Jukebox. Like, you're the you're the dictator you're the jukebox dictator like, because look right. i've been i've been that guy if uh if i want to uh 
take over the jukebox in order to get people out of the establishment. I know which songs to play, and typically they're the long progressive tunes. So I know the game. I know what's happening there. Uh, fair enough. Look, the though. ultimate one to play is uh, Supper's Ready by Genesis because that song is legitimately 94 minutes long. Whoa. I'm pretty sure that- I'm correct on that time too. I I believe you, but oh my god, no! I would normally just stick with like uh, Arlo Guthrie's Alice's Restaurant Massacre, uh, which is you know it's about twenty minutes, but still it's it's enough to get people out. Or if it's a non-metal vibe crowd, play any Dream Theater or play any Symphony X, and they'll get the hell out mm-hmm. of there. So a little tidbit for you guys if you want to take over the jukebox, um, but. That all being said, it's now time to do our other favorite thing. Grab your drink, say it with me, manifestations. Woohoo! Mm. That's right. Now we're going to manifest the track that we want to bring forth for tonight's show. I'm going to go on over to the Discord. Hey, if you want to join our Discord, guess what? Join the Patreon, and you can be part of it. You can get involved in the conversation. There's always great conversations. There's even a channel for manifestations, so let's go on over. As mentioned, uh, Scott Monroe, he's seeing extreme tonight, but he didn't want to leave us without a particular manifestation. He is going to manifest one I want, uh, which is uh, (laughs) he said he wanted to manifest some Gary. So I'm assuming that uh, that's the track from Van Halen three. Yes, it is. Um, So and I believe and please correct me if I'm wrong. Is that one the one we're missing or is it one of two that we we have yet to do one of two the other one is josephina that's right that's right okay so scott i'm i'm gonna spin it in a positive life scott wants to uh help us end that album once and for all so that we don't have to talk about it anymore so uh there you go one four van halen three from scott um kevin brown in the chat lurking he said he wanted to manifest some balance so let's get a little aftershock all right that one that's a uh that's a fan favorite a lot of you guys have been wanting aftershock for a while so maybe tonight's tonight uh jeff brewer says summer nights that's another one that's another one that uh kind of uh it's auspicious that that one hasn't um kind of come up more considering we are in the summer season but hey you know maybe it's a little too obvious maybe a bit on the nose and then tar Umbruster says uh any track that finishes an album so Let's just say Scott's manifesting one I want from Van Halen three. And then by that logic, Tom is going to manifest Josefina uh, just so we can finish the album. But I do believe we still have just the one from 1984 left. So, yes, there's actually uh, two. There's two albums that have one track each. Uh, 1984 House of Pain and Women Mm. and Children first and The Cradle Will Rock. Of course, our namesake. So uh, yes. that one, I just like, again, like I want that one to be left alone until maybe another live show, or uh, if if we're lucky or unlucky, however you want to look at it, that should be, I think, our last show of this iteration, just because it would be poetic, I think. Um, but it's not up to me, and it's not up to Corey. It's up to the wheel. Uh, Corey, what do you want to manifest tonight? You know what? I came in tonight with no set ideas. So I'm just kind of looking at the list here. And uh, 
man, we're, we're so close to finishing off OU812 as well, and I'd love yeah. to hear Black and Blue. I've manifested it a few Ooh. times, but a little heavier Sammy tune, I think, uh, would hit just nice after we've had a couple of uh, Dave songs in a row here. Let's get some Sammy back on here and get uh, uh, Black and Blue from OU812. How about you, Mark? What are you in the mood for tonight? Besides Amsterdam, of course. Yeah, proxy vote, uh, uh, and it confirms uh, Amsterdam is uh, is also being manifested, but that is not what I'm going to manifest. I actually, I really want to listen to, uh, this is going to shock an, everyone, because Corey just manifested a Sammy Hagar tune. I am going to manifest a Dave tune. I want Light Up the Sky. That's oh, what I want. Nice. I know. We, 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 we kind of got into a Van Halen 2 swing a little bit there, and uh, I don't know. I didn't want to leave it. So yeah, I'd like to I'd like to revisit Van Halen too. I love that album, uh, and uh, Light Up the Sky. I think I think that would that would go over very nicely. That being said, would I be angry if uh, we spun uh, Black and Blue? No, no, I would not. So take that for what it is. All right. So if you're ready, I'm ready. If Sammy back there is ready, how many times should we prime this wheel? Well, you know, we got four lurkers watching. What do you say we prime it four times? So we're going to shuffle it here. One, two, three, four. All right, let's do it. Here we go. Oh, my. We're going to go back to fair warning and one foot out the door. Let's do it again. Sorry, I had my loop on. Didn't even realize it. <laughs> it's cool, everyone. It, it, that was just the hype. You're you're so hyped to do one foot out the door. So and did you see right. we we had we were, that was uh, one foot out the door was nestled in between two fuck tracks, pound cake and spanked. Kevin almost pound got spanked. And summer nights was followed up right behind spanked. And uh, I yeah. I tell you, man, I what is with this wheel and just not wanting us to do for unlawful it's 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 almost a conspiracy at this point but hey that just means that i think by the time we get to the last bits of this particular iteration of the show it's going to be all fuck album and guess who's not going to be mad about that this guy so with fair warning though uh a, a lot of it and i've mentioned it on the show before too fair warning was uh, another van halen album at least in my earlier days that i didn't really give a lot of spins to you know, it just, I don't know for what reason. It was just, I, of course, you've got your the obvious tracks, the hits, and uh, you get those on radio, airplay all the time. But f- just the album itself didn't get a lot of spins out of me. Uh, don't know why. It's just because just never happened. So a lot of my, for lack of. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A better term, education uh, on fair warning has come from this show because uh, I'm listening to these songs and a lot of the songs I had heard before, but I gave no mind to because <laughs> in my younger days, if it wasn't uh, one of Sammy's albums or if it wasn't like early, early Van Halen, a la Van Halen's one or two, and then the exceptional 1984. Then it was just kind of like, all right, I'm not even going to bother to learn too much about it. But now that with my adult grown up brain, I like to think of things more uh, analytical and I like to consume as much uh, musical content as I possibly can because I'm a fan and I want that knowledge and I want those songs in my brain so that uh, maybe one day, not now, obviously, but maybe maybe one day I'll be uh, considered to have some sort of Van Halen expertise. It's not now, obviously, uh, even as I ironically host a podcast about Van Halen. You guys know, not an expert, uh, never claim to be an expert. And I will keep telling you I am not an expert. I'm simply saying the more content from uh, music that I consume and that I have in my brain, the more I can give you an expertise opinion. You know what I'm saying? Um, where, as it stands right now, if you threw me into a room and said, all right, you're going to podcast about the entire album of fair warning uh, from top to bottom go, it would be a very, very short conversation because again, my education on this uh, particular album in Van Halen's career, a lot of it comes from this show and it's not, uh, it's not alone because a different kind of truth, same story. Uh, you guys know like Van Halen, I Van Halen three did not even remotely listen to at all, uh, until this show. And, uh, it's been, it's been an experience. So, and you all have been privy to that. So sort of similar with obviously fair warning, a much better record than Van Halen three, but you've all been kind of witnessing my sort of, uh, intro education of really really uh uh diving in deep to the tracks on this particular album so this one is going to be no exception because uh i don't have a lot of uh at least by name it's kind of going over my head by the time i start listening to a little bit of the music i'm sure i'll go oh right that track but uh, we'll see and uh, because uh, this actually closes out for a warning, there's an instrumental in front of it uh, called Sunday Afternoon in the Park. So uh, uh -huh. as, as we're prone to do, we'll, we'll play that uh, as well here tonight, too. So uh, let's start with that, shall we? Is it uh, just Manny Patinkin uh, singing from uh, Broadway? Oh, Sunday man, we can only hope. George? That would yeah, be awesome. I'm, I'm thinking no, but that would be awesome. <laughs> Damn. Let's check a little Sunday Afternoon in the Park.
know, uh, just this week was the anniversary of the uh, death of one of my heroes, Rowdy Rowdy Piper. And uh, this yeah. reminds me so much of the score of They Live. <laughs> I was going right? to say, uh, before there was Daft Punk, there was Van Halen, because this sounds like a, like a little like Daft Punk interlude. But uh, yeah, no, I like your analogy better. It does sound a lot like Carpenter's score on They Live. That's amazing. Uh, Kevin Brown said it even better. It sounds like C-3PO's finishing noise. So I guess that would be his. Uh, <laughs> when he gets <laughs> shut down. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you, that. you know, uh, well, finishing noise. I, I automatically went to the sex reference where uh, when C-3PO's oh, fucking Chewbacca. Hmm. Yeah. Th th this is what he sounds like when he's finishing. I think you, you and I saw, uh, saw a completely different Star Wars. Maybe. Maybe. And that leads us into tonight's song. Um, uh, first of all, I was right. Kevin was talking about C-3PO uh, jizzing all over the world. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I do a podcast with him now, so I know what kind of sex addict he is. So that doesn't surprise me that that's what he was referring to. But what did you think of Sunday afternoon in the park? Well, uh, not exactly the uh, Van Halen sort of uh, interlude instrumental track that I had uh, imagined in my brain with that kind of title. But hey, uh, kudos to Van Halen once again subverting expectations. Am I right? Um, but I actually really love that. I'm uh, a big synthwave kind of guy, so anytime a band that I love incorporates more synth, it's okay with me. And as we know, uh, Van Halen was uh, or Eddie at least was very fond of the synth keys. And I actually found the the make that he used. It was a cheap electro harmonics micro synthesizer. Hmm, I could see that. Uh, Kevin says it reeks of shit. We need one more song. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, whatever. Let them do. Let them do what they do. Well, and this is kind of a half song. And so is one foot out the door because, you yeah. know, that's very short as well. It's only two minutes long. Uh, I always remember uh, this from the bass solo that Mikey did during the uh, For Unlawful tour because it's on the live right here right now. Uh, oh, okay. So. Check down over to the Van Halen News Desk because they have write-ups on some of these albums. And whoever wrote the write-up on Sunday afternoon in the park uh, put, this song has been described as a monster coming out of a swamp. And for good reason, with its heavy synthesizer-laden guitar and drum trade-offs, two minutes of auditory gore whose place is puzzling on the album, though never disinteresting. It kind of, uh, again, you know, you, you made the Carpenter reference, I think. Yeah, that's that that tracks. Um, it does kind of give me sort of Wes Craven Swamp Thing vibes, uh, uh, although maybe that would have made it a better movie, but that's another conversation. 
All right, so that leads us into one foot out the door. Let's check it. Let's do it. So uh, kind of a weird uh, segue from what we heard on uh, Sunday afternoon in the park uh, into this much more urgent sounding uh, track. Yeah, they it's hmm. I'm having a hard time uh, describing how I feel about this so far, because, uh, yeah, yeah, it it sounded like they wanted to go back into the uh, the Van Halen swing that they do so well uh definitely sounds like that's what dave's trying to do vocally um but yet if you he- listen they still have that sort of uh that synthesized uh uh tone and uh you know riffage happening underneath it all um they're they're trying to play swing and yet they still have the synth hap- the synthesizer happening and i don't know if it's meshing very well to my ears at the moment uh, lyrically, I you know, obviously it's a, a typical Dave refrain of, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, your husband's coming home. I've been thinking about this Saturday night with you. I've been thinking about it all week long. Now I'm going to lose it because that son of a bitch got me singing that same old song. Uh, got one <laughs> foot out the door because he's got to fucking head out because the husband's coming home. Uh, there was a story that uh, Ted Templeman kind of suggested uh, one foot out the door because that was the uh, the pace that Van Halen used to record. Like they had one foot out the door and they got to hurry up, right? So uh Kind of well, when Ted Templeman's suggestion he, versus what Dave thought. <laughs> true, and I guess if you listen to the way this song so far is structured, there's some merit to that. Certainly, sounds like they kind of th- throwing this thing together and it's like, all right, well, we're like, let's get this over with so we can get the fuck out. <laughs> oh, and Tom uh, says, read an interview that Eddie said it was rushed because they were always on the move, being locked in the tour album cycle. Yeah, and that's uh, especially yeah, the seventies yeah. and eighties. That was a big, big thing. I think we alluded to it before, where bands mm-hmm. literally had no time off. He went from recording the album, uh, getting right on the road playing for like a year and a half, two years, mm-hmm. and then uh, coming back in the studio doing another album. So this would have been, you know, album four uh, for Van Halen in that cycle. So getting pretty tired, I, I think, at this point. So uh, I could certainly see Eddie's uh, idea for One Foot Out the Door as well. And it, it makes you wonder, like, how long can the creativity still remain? So maybe, maybe that's why, you know, in these uh later albums you know or at least post the first two uh why the steam was sort of kind of let out and you don't get a, as many bangers as you got from van halen's one and two and things like that because uh, like they're tired they're, they're doing the best they can with what they got <laughs> all right let's keep it going
All right, so uh, Kevin uh, had a comment that I wanted to bring up too, and that it kind of sounds uh, punky, has a punk vibe to it. Really garage-sounding type production. It almost sounds like Van Halen doing the Ramones a little bit, uh, just in, in, in terms of the pace and in terms of the production. Definitely in vocal quality, for sure. Like, it sounds like Dave is, is singing into a uh, cheaper microphone. Um, or there's a specific microphone that I'm, that I'm thinking of, but I can't remember the exact name of it. But... Uh, uh, not not too dissimilar to uh, uh, what probably bands like the Ramones used uh, in the studio. So, yeah, that's I think there's some merit to that. Oh, 100%. And then uh, Tom uh, asks, you got to wonder if they had more time between the albums, what they could have been doing. And uh, it does it, make one wonder. Yeah, uh, the answer uh, would be like 1984 because they actually had time off in between because yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Diver Down came out in 82 and 84 came out in 84, obviously. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, he, and Eddie really wanted that break between Fair Warning and Diver Down and didn't get it because Pretty Woman became a hit. So, uh, you know, right. you got a, a little more uh, polished album in 1984. And uh, I don't know, uh, th this almost feels like a little bit of a filler track. I don't know if there is a filler track on 1984. No, I would agree with that. Uh, yeah, this one definitely feels uh, just both of them, both the uh, the instrumental and then the leading into the song, which again that that sort of synth is is following, and uh, I'm not sure it's it's uh, clashing in a cohesive manner for me. But uh, yeah, it, the they definitely both feel like what Kevin says, like oh shit, we need one more song on the album. Like okay, I'll do an intro for this. And uh, this song is whatever. So what can we be done now? Can we leave now? <laughs> yeah. Well, one thing we're not getting is really Mikey. Uh, we're getting a lot of synthesizer uh, on here, but but not a lot of bass or that, that I can hear anyway. But the synthesizer, I don't think clashes too much uh, with the song, especially during that that uh, that solo there. And even uh, Tom says, I love it when Eddie rips in on an outro. hundred yeah. percent. Like, and I thought the, that was yeah, really the, cool. The synth pulls back dramatically because Eddie's got to come in and do, you know, his thing. So, yeah, that's that's where it kind of finally dropped out. There is, a, at least on my end, the there is the the low end is pretty hefty, but I don't know that that's actually Mikey. I think that might be a lot of the synthesizers doing the work, um, yeah. but I'm not sure. And Tom says 1984, the song itself could be considered filler. It's basically an intro for jumping. Yeah, I meant more like an actual song. Uh, yeah. with, with lyrics and stuff being kind of more filler. Uh, all the instrumentals are, are kind of filler with the exception of like uh, Spanish Fly and uh, Eruption. Uh, but I, right. I mean, like it's an actual uh, track, One Foot Out the Door almost feels a little bit like filler. So far, yes, it does. <laughs> all right, let's keep her going. Ending on the solo. That's a it's a rare one. We don't we don't typically a, get a lot of that thing. from not a yeah, bad not a thing bad thing at all. At all. But uh, but there you have it. One foot out the door because uh, the, the boys had to get the hell out of there <laughs> from the sound <laughs> of it. Um, that was uh, followed by the uh, the instrumental track. Uh, what was the name of that again? Sunday afternoon in the park. There you go. Us again, not with George. So uh, no Mandy Patinkin uh, on this track. So. Uh, Kevin says it's yeah, it's just really an unfinished idea. It does it does sort of uh, give that that vibe to it, but uh, 
Nevertheless, uh, he says, not bad, just not really complete. Well, that may be the case, but uh, what I want to know is how did Corey feel about uh, this track? You know, well, these two tracks really um, combined into one Corey. I'm going to ask you, did you feel that Sunday afternoon in the park slash one fit out the door was what dreams are made of from fair warning or was the afternoon cloudy, rainy, and just overall shitty. And that dream is just over. Yeah. The, the combination of these two are not my favorite things about fair warning. Um, I do love the movie They Live, and I love that it kind of reminded me of They Live and Roddy Piper. That was really great. But um, stylistically, they, they don't really match. I, you know what? I, had I not been doing this fucking Genesis show with Kevin Brown, I don't know if I would have upvoted this because we, we just did an album where Genesis did a suite of songs and none of them uh, lyrically make any sense together. So you would think a, a suite would have some sort of connecting thread, and it really doesn't at all. But musically, it kind of does. Here, musically, it's a little off, right? You kind of got this almost like horror movie uh, kind of intro, right? Where you're expecting like Jason Voorhees to come out of the swamp and hack your head off. And then, then you go into a song about uh, Dave being with a woman who's married and her husband's coming home. So, you know, stylistically, they don't really fit, but musically, maybe a little bit more, uh, you know, they're, they're a little more cohesive than, than I kind of gave it credit for initially. Uh, Lyrically, you know, it's fine. Uh, Eddie really saves it on the outro solo. That that's that's was the determining factor for me. And I really dug the drums and the synth underneath his solo. Like I love that they, they, they kept the synthesizer going. It had a cool sound to it. And uh, Eddie laid a ripping solo on top. That's really what kind of clinched it for me and, and gave me an upvote on both uh, Sunday afternoon in the park and one foot out the door. But Mark Kamire, I don't know. You had a little bit of a head bob going. But I couldn't really tell if you were digging it or not. Your your comments were kind of uh, one foot on one side, one foot on the other side. So the question becomes, do you think this is what dreams are made of or is the dream over? He's asking if I'm straddling my decision on the tr- <laughs> on the track. And the answer is, yeah, but... Only because... The track, I feel, and and Corey mentioned it, but uh, I'll I'll reiterate. He said the lyrics, they're fine. And he's right. The lyrics, they're fine. Whatever. Not Dave's best, not his worst. Uh, they're fine. The, uh, the song structure itself, the thing is, as much as I love uh, synth and synth wave and the utilization of it um, musically, I... I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of Synthwave in general, so you would think uh, the combination would be just an absolute dream because, hey, Van Halen utilizes the synth uh, all the time, and especially after this. But something about the way they went into their whole swing style that they do really, really, really well, uh, and the fact that they just kept utilizing the synthesizer into it, and it just it clashed in my brain a little bit. So much so to where I was just kind of like, I don't know that I'm ever going to revisit this song because like, I don't, I'm not sure I enjoy what's happening. That being said, there are some really good things happening in the song, such as Eddie solo, both uh, you know in the middle and his little solo outro finishes off the song with it. Great. It was almost there, but overall I just kept thinking, do I really like the track or is it just fine? And ultimately, it was just fine, but I felt like 
the buildup with Sunday in the park, Sunday afternoon in the park, which actually I really liked. I liked that intro. I was like, ooh, that's different. And yes, giving me uh, the 80s horror vibes. Cool. Can't wait to hear where the song goes. And the song just did not go where I thought it was going to go. And I, I don't know. I feel like uh, maybe that's just my own expectation. But it, it just uh, the fact that you could feel this song be a filler song was a disservice, I think. But I get it. I can't I can't fault them for uh, the schedule that the guys had at the time. And the creative juices probably just weren't flowing like they should have been because they just had no time and they were tired. It's honestly a miracle. This song comes across as cohesive as it does. But that being said, it classed a little too much for me. And uh, I don't see myself revisiting it anytime soon. And only because of that do I have to say for me, the dream is over. So. I was just, I'm just preparing for the tomatoes and the, you know, rotten fruit to be thrown at me, you know? Not at all, not at all. I found a really cool quote, though, uh, from Valerie Bertinelli uh, about this song, because apparently she inspired it. So I want to read this quote here. Uh, It's from her book, uh, Losing It and Gaining My Life Back One Pound at a Time. This is a quote from Valerie Bertinelli. Uh, We only had a small window in which to schedule our wedding. After one day at a time, uh, I went straight into the TV movie The Princess and the Cabbie, which was shot in San Francisco. Then starting in May, Ed was to tour for the rest of 1981. The stress of planning the wedding got to both of us. I remember Ed snapping, God, can't you just leave me alone? I don't blame him. Ed told me that I inspired the song Sunday Afternoon in the Park, a heavy grinding instrumental. He said it was us fighting all the time. I'm so glad I inspired cheerful songs, she said. (laughs) Sheesh. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, I can't speak on uh, how people in relationships deal with their own their own issues. You know, that's that's between them. them. Um, that but that does sound <laughs> that's pretty harsh, though, because it's like it, it, here's this uh, instrumental track that sounds the way it does. As uh, mentioned at the Van Halen News Desk, it sounds like, uh, you know, creatures coming out of a swamp you said it reminded you of they live which is you know if and then you're you're saying your wife inspired this little track here because always on your ass is like my god dude that it's not heavy praise so apologies to uh to valerie but still yeah no shade, no shade at val she is yeah. the best i love valerie bertinelli she takes way too much shit online and from assholes and she really doesn't deserve it she really does my yeah kids, it's, I don't get it. she's a hero to my kids because she does the kids baking challenge on the food network or she did anyway oh. and they love that show so they love valerie bertinelli and so do i she's fantastic that's awesome yeah good stuff uh good lady so yeah don't uh save your hate for uh someone who cares which they'll never show up but there you have it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one, uh, a split vote, you guys, you know, sometimes this happens with Corey and myself, you know, we just, uh, Corey goes one way, I go the other and, uh, it's nobody's fault. It's just the way we are interpreting it. So, uh, but the question is, how do you guys feel about it? So be on the lookout for the poll. If you're listening to this now, then uh, the poll is probably already up. Go take a vote, go have a listen to one fit out the door and, uh, let us know how you felt about it. So there you go. All right, Corey. Now, uh, you are going to get off a little easy here tonight because uh, uh, One Foot Out the Door, according to Setlist.fm, they never played live. Uh, Ah, But they did play. They did play Sunday afternoon in the park. So, Mark and Meyer. (laughs) They did? (laughs) All right. And and we're not even talking about Mike's bass solo. uh, Because Jeff Brewer mentioned in in the comments again that a lot of Mikey's bass solo in uh, 91 uh, came from Sunday Afternoon in the Park. Absolutely. But how many times did they actually play Sunday Afternoon in the Park live? I'm going to give you a hint. Never in 1991. 
Okay. Well, it, it sounds like a track that uh, they would use for like uh, their stage intro. Um, I would use it for that. So if, if that's the case, then they probably used it on so many different tours. But uh, but no, let's see. I'll say they played it a grand total of 50 times. You're very close, but you went over. The correct oh, answer is 77 times. <laughs> you mean I went and, under. And, like. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you said 50, didn't you? Yeah, yeah so you are 50. correct. You didn't go over. What the fuck am I doing? I had too much choice. <laughs> you are right. You you win You win the, 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 the range and the television and, and the jet ski. Um, Sunday afternoon in the park, 77 times uh, on the Fair Warning Tour. It was actually nestled in between Dance the Night Away and Romeo Delight. That's an interesting spot for that song, but okay, yeah, that's cool though. Again, I would have, uh, I would have made that probably my stage intro uh, song for a while, but that's just me. Um, I don't know, maybe we'll, we'll do that. that. Yeah, yeah. On that tour, they came out to on fire. Ah, so well, that, that's a pretty okay. damn good opener too. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Never mind. So, okay, there you go. Yeah, like, hey, look at that. I, I didn't lose too, too bad on that one, only because no, you was just because uh, you're the only one here. That's right. I. Yeah, it's just me. <laughs> I win. Yay. Uh, it's, the, it's the one time I'll win at this game. But uh, there you go. Uh, two quick tracks, and we, we nailed it. Uh, just you and I, Corey. So that's, that's all well and good. But thank you to the Lurkers. You guys are part of the show as well. So uh, thank you for your, uh, your, your commentary and uh, how you – keeping us in the loop about uh, your feelings on the matter, but don't forget to vote. Uh, we have a Patreon, you guys, and we mention it every single week uh, because we really want you to know about it, and we really want to encourage you to join it because Corey and I, uh, we do some fun things, and uh, it's only going to get more fun because, look, the wheel, this current wheel of Van Halen tracks, it's running low. Uh, we still got over 30 episodes to do, uh, but... Uh, those are going to catch up real, real quick. So when that's over, what could we possibly do after that? Well, if you go to the Patreon, be part of our, uh, be, you know, find a tier that's right for you. We can keep the conversation going. And then there's uh, the sky's the limit. And if there's a tier that you feel like uh, uh, we need that we haven't put up yet, let us know and we will make that happen just for you. So uh, we are not above it. We enjoy talking about music, and uh, it doesn't have to be all Van Halen-based, uh, but if that's what you want, then let us know. Join our Patreon. I'm going to read off the list of our current patrons right now, uh, people that keep us the, keep the lights going, keep us uh, uh, invested. We're going down the list here. Matt Lacoste, Nate from the Deep Purple Podcast, Rava Flav, Josh Caldwell, Greg Zito, Michael Griffith, Chaz Charles, Sean McGinnity, Kevin Brown, Per Lineker, Scott Monroe, Ryan Powell, Jeff Brewer, Ben Adri uh, Andriozzi, Tarm Armbruster, Scott Everett, Don from Wabo and Cabo, and Heath McCoy. Thank you guys so much for being contributors. Uh, we appreciate everything that you do and keep us going, man. Um, it's nice. We enjoy it. And I hope you guys understand how much we appreciate it. So, uh, Corey, where can the people find other podcasts that uh, they might uh, be a little bit like minded like we are? 
Well, before I get into that, uh, Tom in, in the uh, lurker chat pointed out that uh, when we mentioned the patron again, we should mention that Jay Brew, which is of course Jeff Brewer, uh, posted an amazing clip of Eddie riffing on Mean Street backstage in 1992, and that is a fantastic clip. And that's some of the good stuff you're going to get as being uh, one of our patrons because you get uh, access to the Discord server, and Jeff yeah. especially posts a ton of cool shit. Scott Monroe does too. Ryan always posts some good stuff. Uh, please keep the conversation going uh, in the Discord uh, server. It's one of my favorite things. I don't get to post in there a lot because i'm i'm recording every other podcast under the sun but i do read them and i have a lot of fun doing so uh but if you want to catch our show uh first of all www.podcastlerock.com uh you can catch up on old shows you can get some merch uh you can yell at me and mark that's always fun to do uh check us out there uh, all the episodes are now going up on youtube we got a whole bunch of new subscribers on youtube so thank you very much youtubers and i uh, hope you're enjoying the show and uh if you enjoy listening to the podcast you might enjoy listening to some more deep dive rock podcasts which you can find as part of the deep dive podcasting network and which feature features such shows as Backtracks, Aerosmith Revisited with myself and Scott Haskin. Uh, me and John Mariano do a show called Backtracks Theme Music. And uh, me and Kevin Brown are now doing a show called The Ultimate Catalog Clash. Season Woo. one is Phil Collins' Era Genesis. We're having a lot of fun with that. Uh, you can also catch uh, my good buddy Kevin on two other shows, The Tom Petty Project and with Randy Wood at uh, Seaside Pod Review. Uh, Scott Haskin also does the Uriah Heap Show, The Magician's Podcast. Uh, you can also check Nate and John at the Deep Purple Podcast, the Simple Man at Skinnered Reconsidered, Terry T-Bone Matley at T-Bone's Prime Cuts on the other side, Rye at Sabbath Bloody Podcast, Joe, Paul, and David at In the Lap of the Pods, Andy and Matt at Hawk Binge, Eric and Jonathan at Maiden A to Z, Daniel and Josh at Diary of the Mad Men, the Ultimate Aussie Podcast, Ben and Sam at Universally Speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers Podcast, George and Hattie at the Judas Priest Cast, of course, that's a Weird Al Podcast, Clay and Rye at North by South Podcast, Greg and Jonathan at So Far, So Pod, So What, Quinn at In Volume for All, Savnick, Steve, and Mark at the Rock Grew Led podcast Chaz and greg at regarding lulu and please check out all of our good friends at our other favorite podcast including the sean geek and fast red podcast sean is back uh, from his big trip they're producing new content there go check them out uh you're all doomed a friday the 13th podcast of course the dlr cast the bogus oda show pod of thunder the recognized symbol of excellence in rock and roll podcasting booked on rock with the legendary eric senich dissect that film and three's company to a rewatch podcast Nicely done. Thank you, sir. Uh, yeah, and you can f obviously follow us on uh, Facebook and uh, Twitter. I'm running that, or at least I'm trying to. So uh, if it's very quiet on our channel other than the posts, just be patient. I'm sure I'll get on there uh, and uh, cause a ruckus. But until then, if you want to just yell at me directly, at Mark the Bat on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, for those of you, for uh, as a shameless self-plug, for those of you in the Huntsville, Alabama area, please join us over at Shag, Nasty's, Grubbery, and Poorhouse over in Huntsville. We will be bringing you Rose of Sharon, a tribute to Killswitch Engage. That's right, my band, uh, the Killswitch tribute band that I'm in. Uh, we're finally hitting the road. Well, kind of, because it's only about an hour and a half away from me, so it's a very short road trip. But for you, it might be a long road trip. Either way, we're playing a very, very, very long, full set. 
So I'm going to need some support from you guys. So if you happen to be in the area or you have the means to get to that area, come on down to Shag Nasties, Huntsville, Alabama. It's not just us. We're bringing our buddies vulgar display of Nashville, a, tr- a tribute to Pantera with us as well. So you get a little twofer, a little kill switch, a little Pantera, all your metal needs. It's still summer, so let's act like it. Come on down. August 5th, this Saturday, Huntsville, Alabama, Shag Nasties. Uh, we'll be there, so don't leave me hanging. And that's it. That's the show, you guys. Thank you so much uh, once again to the Lurkers. And uh, we, we always love having you guys around, keeping the conversation going. Even as Corey and I are talking and bullshitting our own way, you guys are still right there in the shit. And uh, we love it. So if you guys want to join the Lurkers, again, join the Patreon. You can have easy access. You got a Discord. Keep the conversation lively. Corey and I aren't done yet. He can't devour this podcast world just yet like the Lactus feed on planets but soon he will but before that time we've got to get through 30 more songs so stay with us you guys we are and the podcast will rock and we will rock you later later